Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi, everyone. It's Wendy. Welcome to another edition of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. Today's topic is one I've talked about a lot in small increments, but on the podcast today, you'll find me really focusing on moving away from the scale. The scale is an external device that really indicates our internal mood. We allow it, enable it to dictate so many facets of our feelings and our life. And what does it really mean? Do we really see a number when we see a person? I know I don't. I see a figure. I see a human. I see a person. And so in today's podcast, I'm really focusing on how you can move away from the scale philosophically and tangibly to be able to understand yourself and you're overcoming even better. Please listen and look at my website, www.wendyfrancis.com. I've got some new things coming for you. We're going to start some group coaching here in the fall. For anybody that's interested, I'm trying to get an idea. Please go ahead and look and sign up to receive emails if it's something that you're interested in, something I do regularly. I'll be hosting some events in 2023 as well. And love your input and feedback on that, as well as working with clients now again, one-on-one. So take a look at that. And I've also got a special surprise coming out here in the fall that I'll keep you up to date as I continue to work with some really great people that are going to help me help you continue to overcome. Thank you so much for listening today. All right. So yeah, when I was, when I was, Prepping for today, as I do on Mondays, the reality that struck me was that I have never really done a full-fledged call or podcast or maybe even a talk, actually, come to think of it, on this particular subject, even though I know I talk about it with individual clients. I know that I've talked about it particularly in supervision, I do supervision for other therapists and other dietitians and other healthcare professionals. I know I've talked about it with them. I just have never put together anything formal, which is kind of funny. And you'll see how it interlinks together. When we talk about weighing ourselves, and I started out as a clinician and then went into the therapeutic realm of the clinical aspect of things. So in starting out as a clinician, the reality is, is you look at diagnostics. And the truth about the truth about diagnostics is that they can impact us psychologically. So often we don't give that any weight, no pun intended. We really, you know, from a clinician standpoint, they're just numbers. However, the numbers that are reflected on this little thing that's on the floor of many offices and many people's homes called a scale can radically impact 
not just our mood or our feelings, but it can radically impact our self-worth. And the truth about that is that I have seen people be totally waylaid on their journey, whether it be in gaining weight, in losing weight, in weight stabilization, just by the number that's presented to them underneath their feet when they step on this digital device. And I have watched grown men and women literally break down from the number that they see. And the truth about that is that then I know it's way more than just a number. It's linked to self-worth. It is linked to emotional integrity. It is linked to how we feel about ourselves and or how we think other people view us. When I was in private practice working with various components of weight loss or weight gain, I watched my young girls crumble at the sight of a scale, literally, for many of them, shaking and trembling. Conversely, in years since, as I've worked more and more with women my age, I have watched women my age and men literally crumble after they've seen the number that was presented to them on the scale. Conversely, right, I have seen the complete opposite. I have seen people soar to new heights of elation when they have seen what that scale has presented to them, realistically. And the reality about that is then we know that an external device is impacting our internal state. Now, variation of this, right, is I, I've seen some people just get a little trepidation when they step on the scale, while I've seen other people shake and tremble. I, and still some other people who are more uh, either clinically driven or more objective in nature, or maybe more stoic emotionally, be able to step right on, step right off, gather that data and information and move on with their day. The point of the matter is that it's not necessarily the scale that's the problem, it's how we view that external data how it impacts us emotionally, and what it does to our self-worth. So what I really want to talk about is, what is it doing for you? When you learn how much you're worth, you'll stop giving people discounts. I actually love that quote I found today, because I think it's pretty amazing for all of us to really think about that with respect to other people but not just all other people, also with ourselves, right? In which way do we impact our own self-worth? In which way do we enable or allow a scale to impact how we feel about ourselves or how we think or feel the world views us based on that number? I used to always say in private practice, you know, the truth is we're not seen by a number. If you met me in person, you wouldn't see a number strapped to my forehead. 
you would see a figure, you would see a shape, you would see a person, you wouldn't see a number. So what if we stopped seeing ourselves as that number on the scale? Now, scales are not all bad. As I mentioned, you know, I began my journey as a clinician, and I do believe there's good data to gather from scales. So why would you use a scale, right? There are reasons, realistically, and there are ways to do it that can really help you. So using the same set of scales, or same set of scale, same scale, on the same surface, super important, same scale, same surface. So you can't go from carpet to hardwood, hardwood to tile. Got to say same surface at the same time of day, at the same time of the week. Because we shift and change realistically with water, with glycogen, with bowel movement, no bowel movement, urination, no urination, eight cups of water, no water. All of that can shift the number on the scale. But if you're going to use a scale, be able to use it objectively and gather really accurate data, just like you would if you were conducting a research project. Second, try not to get caught up in the actual number. But focus more on the change in that number and look at the trends. I'm constantly teaching this. So just like you kind of look at the stock market, right? Although many people are not tracking the stock market right now, but <laughs> for lots of reasons. But the reality is when we look at things like the stock market, we look at trends. What's going up? How much is it going up? How long has it gone up for? What's coming down? How long has it come down for? Look at those trends because those trends are what's going to give you more information. So because our weight changes throughout the whole day, and our weight can change throughout the week, and for females, your weight can change throughout the month hormonally, the reality is that you have to get a sense of the trends to really understand if you are gaining weight, losing weight, and or maintaining, as opposed to focusing on the one number and put it into a database, so to speak, to look at the trends. Third, when you look at using a scale, you also need to look at using other methods of measurement towards your goal. Like I said, when you see a person, you don't see a number. I know why we use it clinically. I understand the BMI. I get it. I know how to do it, right? Totally understand that. And we can use that as data, great data, to give us some determination of where we would kind of define clinically some health parameters be around. However, there are many other methods of measurement, right? You can do body measurements. You can look at things like BMI. You also can look at how you're fitting and feeling about the fit in your clothes. Because again, we see a figure, not a number, right? So how are you feeling about the fit of your clothes? How are you feeling in your clothes? I've spoken with so many clients over the years now, and I've heard both converse reactions, but, you know, people saying to me, you know, the scale's not telling me that I've lost that much weight, but I've come down two sizes in my clothes. It just doesn't make sense. And I'll say, well, do you want to trust the external number on the scale or do you want to trust yourself? The truth is, I'd bet on you any day 
scales, especially our home scales, are really not devices that can be 100% trustworthy. Again, data trends you can trust. One-time reads, not always so much. So you can look at body measurements, how your clothes feel and fit, and how you feel like you look in them. You can also ensure you're measuring on other positive changes that are happening as a result of healthier lifestyles. So things like I'm having less cravings, I'm not feeling the energy slump in the afternoon, right? So lots of good things you can look at besides just the measurement of the scale. Know the kind of person that you are. If you're the kind of person that can handle ups and downs easily, they don't affect you. You kind of just go with it. You can see it objectively. You can look at it clinically. If seeing a gain of a pound or two one day or one week will spiral you off into a binge, wondering why the heck did I even bother? Why am I doing this? I'm just going to fail. If that is going to impact you, don't get on the scale every day. Work with who you are instead of what everybody says you should do. Because the reality is in the aspect of the journey, right, when it comes to weight loss, in the aspect of the journey of the weight loss, the truth is we all have to find our self-worth outside of the external parameter of the scale. But we're not all ready to do that tomorrow. Many, many people have been on a journey with their self-worth since they were the age of two, three, four, five. So I expect you to just jump into, oh, I'm worthy and I'm not going to look at the scales for my self-worth anymore. It doesn't happen like that. I get it. So if you know that that's impacting you, don't use the scale regularly. Either look at it a couple times a week, certain days, make sure you get some support after, or use an objective sounding board if you get too emotionally attached or invested. So a coach, if you're seeing a doctor, you know, that's the doctor like have just going for weight checks with the doctor. I used to do it with my clients a lot. I'd have them go into their doctor to get weight checks, and then I would look at the trends, and then the client and I would discuss those trends, right? And if you get too emotionally invested, take a break for a few days. Take a break. It's okay. Because what you want to try to do is detach from that and just look at it as data, just a learning method. Why would you not use a scale? Well, there's a couple of reasons, and I mentioned some of them already, but the truth is it's really easy to misuse those scales. Many of us, if not all, have been taught to look outside ourselves to seek validation, support, encouragement, and self-worth. That's the truth. It's sad, but it's true whether that's an A in the class, whether that's being student president, whether that's being elected to homecoming, whether that's being, you know, the PTA board member. Many of us look to those external identity parameters to make ourselves worth. We're trained in that young and we're trained in it hard. And the scale falls right in that same parameter. It's an external device impacting our internal self-esteem. And the truth is, if you weigh yourself every day and you start to obsess over the number, it can have a damaging effect on your relationship with food 
your body, and your self-worth. If you're in that relationship, get off the bandwagon and find another way to do it. The scales can only measure your body mass in relationship to gravity. So the other component to that, right, is it is impacted by lots of things. You have to recognize that. And with that, we also know that scales can't measure your health, your happiness, your intelligence, your change in your body shape. It can't measure your sleep, health, your libido, your energy levels, your emotional status. It can't measure any of that. So the truth of the matter is you've got to look at it from a holistic perspective. The reality is that the scales can only measure one dimension of body change or weight. In private practice, I remember early in my career recognizing for my clients with anorexia and bulimia, but definitively with anorexia, that when I worked with them, I would look at the number on the scale and the trends, absolutely, because many of them were at an acute medical level. I worked with some, some girls that really teetered on being unhealthy physiologically. The point of the matter is, is I looked at the trends with their number, but I also looked at their eyes. And their eyes told me whether or not they were alive behind them. And I know that sounds strange, but for anybody who's met anybody else who is locked into a, an argument with their body and their weight, and this goes also for my clients who are overweight, who have been locked in their body, that there is an element to feeling dead inside, not that they are, but emotionally, because there's such a grievance with themselves around their weight and their body and their life. So I used to always keep my eye on their eyes. Are they coming alive? Are they smiling when they walk in my office? Are they telling me stories about their day? Are they sitting with their hands unfolded and their legs uncrossed? Do they not need a blanket anymore to stay warm in my office? Or conversely, for somebody else coming in who's trying to lose weight, are they feeling good about themselves? Are they holding their head up high and their posture held back? All of those things remind me all the time that we are, in fact, humans in this experience and that we need to really recognize that that's so much more than the number on the scale. We also know that scales sometimes do lie. Sometimes they're not accurate, right? And you have to be careful, especially around water weight, hormonal fluctuations, stress level, cortisol level. You've really got to be able to make sure that you understand that data. The change in the number is easy to share. When you share it with others and you get praised for it, right? You can end up jumping up and down, and, you know, giving high fives. Everyone's excited. It can also go the other way. You can end up going down a dangerous road of self-worth being attached to your weight loss. Think of any time you've told somebody you've lost a few pounds. Generally, it's met with praise from other people. Wow, great job. That's awesome. You look great. You look amazing. How are you doing that? Just try and remember what is more praiseworthy, like your achievements, your kindness, who you are, what you bring to the world. Are you funny? Do you make people laugh? Are you sincere? Are you kind? When you attach your weight to your self-worth, 
you are on shaky ground in this world. You give something the external power to change you internally. That is magnanimous. The truth is your self-worth is attached to yourself, not to your weight, not anyone else's weight or what they say about your weight. One of the problems is that we attach our self-worth to too many things externally, what size we are, what car we drive, what clothes we wear, when in fact, our self-worth isn't really related to any of those things. It truly is related to who we are in ourselves. Sometimes the hardest part of the journey is believing that you're actually worthy of the trip. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.